Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 on the Faith FM network. And you are joined by Danuta and my fabulous co-host Lawson. Lawson, good morning to you. Oh, good morning, Danuta. How are you? I'm fantastic. I am absolutely stoked that we are back here in the studio. Same. Getting it done. We unfortunately were with you guys yesterday and we hope that you... Uh, enjoyed one of the repeat shows. In fact, I was at uni yep. and I came across someone who listens to the show regularly. Ah. And, and she said to me, shout out Chris, by the way, who, who works in, uh, who works at the uni there. And she's like, Oh God, you were, you went on this morning. I'm oh, like, I was like, no, nah, nah, yeah. you know, we, uh, we were Unfor- caught up. Yeah. Unfortunately, we have re- other responsibilities. Um, all of us do on top of Faith FM and we don't want to let our listeners down. Well, unfortunately, yesterday we couldn't quite make it. We actually had a really big meeting on, Sunday that went to extremely late and it was away from Curry Curry, mm-hmm. like several hours away. And so we do apologize, but we are happy to be back. Shelly, you happy to be back too? It's great to I'm have you happy. again. Yay. I can see you're starting to get more sleep and feeling more settled now after traveling back from the US last week. Mm. Yeah, and- I wanted to sleep in later this morning, which is a bit sad because I've been waking up so boing at yeah. 4 a.m. It's been wonderful. Yeah. And I had the, the alarm had to wake me up this morning. Yeah. Well, you'll get back into your routine, but you've been waking up around two in the morning and staying awake sometimes all of the last week. That's what jet lag. Shout out jet jet lag. Hey, the beauties of travel bring some other challenges along the way, (laughs) don't they? I did share, didn't I, last week with you though that one of my my things that I've started doing when I do travel overseas is getting myself like extremely tired before I get on the plane and then sleeping all the way. And last time, you know, I flew back from overseas, I had absolutely no jet lag so don't know that it works for everyone but it has for me so look but i'm grateful we are grateful that we are back Mm. on today we're hoping that you are grateful as well that you're going to enjoy our show in every possible way all nice warm places and it is warm here too but coming up on our show today we have our interview with brett weir he's going to share his journey of faith in our news we're actually going to india looking at new developments there and also um, about a pastor from kansas and in our bible study we're doing a full bird's eye view back over ephesians it's our last week and today we're looking at we are blessed in christ you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different we're here yeah. this morning on the breakfast show again because he made a way for us to be here. Unfortunately, we couldn't be here yesterday, but we're here today because because he made a way. Absolutely, <laughs> in every way, in every way. Hey, where are we going for our first quiz question this week? And what is our prize that people get when they go in the draw that happens at quarter to nine on Friday? All right, so our first quiz question for the week. It's a multiple choice one. Here we go. Which two tribes along with half... Uh, half of the tribe of Manasseh were the first to receive their portion of the promised land. So, which two tribes, along with the half of the tribe of Mal- the half tribe of Manasseh, were first to receive their portion of the promised land? Was it A. Reuben and Gad, B. Levi and Ephraim, C. Judah and Reuben, or D. Levi and Judah. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Again, which two of those tribes were the first to receive their push in the land? Was it 
A, Reuben and Gad, B, Levi and Ephraim, C, Judah and Reuben, or D, Levi and Judah? If you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669. That is the number to text. And if you text that number with the correct answer, you go into the draw to win a double prize for this Oh, another week. double one. I uh, love, we love double, double ones, prize. don't we? This is our double prize of enabling you to be a Bible theologian. Love it. Which is, we've got here the great prophetic books of Daniel and Revelation, which are these awesome Bible study journals. It has each verse of Daniel or each passage of Daniel and Revelation and then sections underneath it to write commentary, to write notes. And then also the KJV Bible with Mark Finley study helps as well. So not only can you take notes down from the book of Daniel and Revelation and all the amazing prophecy that's in there, but you also have this awesome Mark Finley study Bible, which is fantastic to help people, um, be taught the Bible, to Absolutely. help you teach others the Bible. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's actually got those study helps out the back too. Yeah. So these books just expand on that even more, don't they? Yeah, really. Absolutely. He's such a good writer and a great preacher. Yeah, Mark Finley. So, guys, we're essentially enabling you to be your own Bible theologian, your own Bible teacher. And we want to do that because the Bible has called all of us to teach the Word of God. You know, it's called all of us to open the Word of God with our fellow brethren and to, to share and to make disciples. Again, that question was, which two tribes received their inheritance or their portion of the promised land first? Was it A, Reuben or Gad, B, Levi and Ephraim, C, Judah and Reuben, or D, Levi and Judah? Hey, this morning... Where are we going to we today? Are Where going are we to saying hi to? Murder, Victoria. How is that spelled? M-E-R... M-E-R-N-D-A, Murder in Victoria, who are listening on 88.0. Now, Murder Victoria, it's, it's in this area of Victoria, as I'm pulling it up on Google Maps to tell you all about it. Um, it's just north of Melbourne. So oh. it's, it's a little bit, a little bit northeast of Melbourne, the sitting center near, near Epping, Victoria, not Epping in Sydney, but Epping, Victoria. Um, yeah, it's, it's essentially one of the suburbs in Melbourne that people are listening from this morning. So shout out to listeners in Mernda, Victoria, listening on 88.0. How exciting. We like FM. saying hi to our folk wherever and around the place, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> in absolutely. every, in every way. And of course, lately we've been getting people texting. So text us in what you like about Mando, if you've driven through there or, you know, and what are the great things that are there? Yeah. How long have you been maybe living there? How long have you been listening to Faith FM? What do you love about mm. Faith FM? We love listening, you know, hearing, hearing stories in every mm. way. Hey, this morning we've already received some texts and some responses already to our quizzes. They're coming through. Keep them coming through. David writes, good morning, Shell, Danuta and Lawson. God bless you all from David um, down in Clucks and um, Adventist Fellowship. So thanks, David, for that. I hope you're having a super day. I think you guys were in Geraldton a few days ago too with your wife, so you're probably you're back home now, I think, don't yeah, you? Absolutely. <laughs> so David's a faithful listener and there's many others too that are real regulars every day, but then there's others that, yeah, it's your, if it's your first time listening to Faith FM or you listen regularly, but you haven't messaged us in. Just send us in a text. What makes you listen to yeah. Faith FM? What do you love about Faith FM? Um, and yeah, I mean, some people just really love the songs and some really just love all of it, you know. Yeah. And um, I did receive a text on the weekend of somebody that says, I listen all the way through right to the very end, even if oh, I'm getting powerful. into the, you know, 
um, you know, just, just listening right through your whole two-hour show in mm. every possible way. So that, that's just fabulous because we know sometimes people have to leave early for work um, and then they catch up on, on the podcast. So, mm. hey, good news. Do you like – you like, we love good news here I in love Faith good FM, news. don't we? Yeah, hey. I've got some terrible news after this. So if we start oh. off with, with, some, with some good news I'm going to go from a high to a low. We're going we're gonna to get pretty low. Our oh. next story is pretty low. So give us some good news okay. this morning, Danuta. Here's some good news, and it's coming from India, okay? Mm-hmm. So India is actually um, produces is the the prime top cotton producers in the world are actually India and China. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Forty to fifty percent of the world's production comes from India and China. And currently, mm. India is actually the world's leading producer in cotton. So there you go. Mm. Now, when when my husband and I lived out in Burke, so for those who don't know where Burke is, you know, there's that saying in the back of Burke. Literally, yeah. it is the back. Whoop, yeah. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Um. So yeah. We moved from Sydney to Burke. You know, that was a big change, um, you know, 12 years ago. And we lived there for six and a half years. And when we were living there, one of the things that we actually saw quite regularly during the cotton season, because cotton's big out there and in the west. So it's in the western part of New South Wales. So Mm. if you're kind of going up from South Australia, from Adelaide, you go up towards Broken Hill. And then you travel across from Broken Hill towards, say, Newcastle or towards the coast. You'll actually hit um, Burke about six hours in from Broken Mm. Hill. So it's in the far west. And, um, yeah, so typically what we would actually see during the cotton season is these massive trucks several times a day going past our house. And they had them in, like, big rolls of stuff. Every now and then some would mm. drop off and I would then place the, you know, the cotton trash, as I would say, you know, because it's already just been dirty and stuff, into the garden and the, and the, and the plants would grow well because, they, of course, it absorbs the water and stuff like that. Mm. But, you know, and my husband used to do cotton shipping as a young young fellow um, when he was growing up in Narrabri and other family members. So cotton shipping, cotton, cotton here in Australia is a big thing too, but nowhere near as big as in India. Mm. So here's the great thing. They have what's called in India the Better Cotton Program that has actually now impacted the whole world because it's, they were the pioneers to this program. Since 2011, they had their first Better Cotton Program and their mission is to actually help cotton communities to survive and thrive and at some time to protect and restore the environment. Oh, and wow. so that's the whole reason behind it. They're going like there's too many chemicals that have been constantly used. I mean, when we were out sure. west, we would see the planes fly over and spray, you know, spray the, the yeah. cotton cotton fields and stuff like that. So here, the whole purpose is to protect and restore the environment, which I think is actually fantastic. It's funded mm. by fam- uh, funding partners. And between 2014 to 2022, the overall pesticide use decreased by, catch this, 53%. So they oh, halved their overall pesticide use and with the water usage was actually reduced, therefore, also by a third, which is massive. So here's the exciting thing. Here's the what. Almost a million farmers have found that their costs have reduced by about 15.6% per 2.5 acres, which is Mm. massive. So it's not only a cost-saving, but they're actually, of course, helping the environment. And um, they have a huge reduction of pesticide usage and very hazardous pesticides. Excuse me. And here's the thing. How have they done it? Well, they've adopted what's called capacity strengthening training Mm. and they've got effective awareness programs 
um, and they're on in, an integrated pest management campaign. So India's program has actually, like I said, impacted the whole world, which is really, really exciting. And, of yeah, course, wow. we read in Genesis, yeah, that, what like, do you think, like, like that. No, it's just, it's just amazing, like such innovation coming from this country. And, yeah. and I, I think, you know, we talked a little bit early in the month about how India had gotten a spacecraft to the moon. Yeah, I know we did. And it was like, wow, that's, yeah. that's incredible, India. But, you know, what about the particularly difficult issues that are facing your country already? Yeah. Uh, not that, you know, it's just because there's difficult issues on Earth doesn't mean that should, that should completely stifle our ability to, you know, travel in, to, into space and explore what's there. But simultaneously, it was like, you know, okay, that's cool. You know, we can, you, you can go to the moon. But yeah. there's, there is, there's a lot of pressing issues in India, particularly regarding the environment. And it's good to see that they're really taking steps and innovating in this space. Isn't that amazing? And cutting out like, all the pesticides, which obviously it helps uh, helps the local environment as well and yeah. animal life and plant life. So, yeah, that's Well, great. and I think the health, you know, they've got health healthier water and everything else too. So, you know, the key thing is that in Genesis, we were told to actually look and after the gardens in every Mm. way. God said, tend and keep. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You My headphones listening. were all a bit tangled there. <laughs> nah, you're good now. You're good now. Hey, that was, again, tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM this morning. And we are continuing on with the show into our next question for the quiz. Here we go. When Paul promised to visit the Corinthians, what weapon did he think? Threatened to come with. <laughs> if you know the Interesting answer, question, isn't 0491 064 669. Of course, the Corinthians were a church that had been set up in Corinth by Paul, oh, and he's right. he's writing to them now. And it was and a it, key trading center in yeah, those times. Absolutely. So people were coming and going from all different places. And he's writing to them that he's going to show up with a weapon to yeah. threaten them. If you know the answer to that one, <laughs> hey, 0491-064-669. We really want to encourage you. Play the quiz this morning. Hey, if you, even if you don't know the answer, even if you're like, what weapon did he come with? I don't know, an AK-47? Just write it in. Just, mm-hmm. let, just let us know how you're doing today, how you're feeling, how your Monday morning is. Got a really cool text here from David. Ed. Uh, David, he says, I listed on my laptop and I love the logo of Faith family or the, the slogan here positively different um i interpret that as a broadcast you know sola scriptura word of truth not traditional christianity mixed with man's ideas or combining any any paganism or idolatries to keep up uh with god's only truth i love that interpretation <laughs> yeah. you know it's very much expanding on what we've got there for positively different re- radio but again i i think our huge want and our hope with faith of them is to put the message of the bible out there and Isn't it? In every way, yep. Absolutely, right. and to talk about news stories and current events and do interviews, and we have our Bible study coming up in the second hour of the show, starting from 8 a.m., uh, where we get into what the Word of God says. It's it's the it's the only thing we can focus on in this day and age is the Word of God and what it says and what it's speaking to us so that we can know Christ, we can know Jesus. And, and we love unpacking God's life. Word, and today we're giving that overview of Ephesians. So keep listening in for after 8 o'clock when we come to our Encounter with God time where we do our Bible study. So where are we going with our news this yeah. morning, Lawson? Don't uh, take us too low after some good yeah, news that we just look, had. This is a pretty intense story, guys. And maybe, look, if you've got some young kids, we're going to be talking about murder. Uh, uh, 
Uh, if you've got if you've got some young kids in the car this morning that are maybe a bit sensitive to that, um, I would say to potentially turn it down and come back in about seven, eight minutes or so. But I'm talking about the story that came across my desk this morning of Matthew Richards. Matthew Richards is a youth pastor in Kansas from the Shawnee County. He's 41 years old and he has just been convicted uh, with the attempted murder of his wife, and four of his five children. Oh, wow. This is a story that just smashed me. It, it, is, it is a story with so many question marks. Now, before we get into what actually took place again, uh, this person, they are a youth pastor at the Crossroads Christian Church, and they are specifically the children's pastor. They work as a teacher in the local uh, Christian academy. Uh, Christ, It's literally called Christ Academy, um, teaching, I think it's year seven, you know, English and mathematics and whatnot. He's the year seven teacher. And at 3.47 a.m. on, this was on, uh, in Saturday, Saturday morning, so this is a couple, just a couple days ago, the local fire department received a call that this house was on fire. And so they rock up and they went in and, and there were some people inside that they saved. Thankfully, no one died. No one passed away. But what had happened was, is that they discovered, uh, the pastor's children and wife with multiple lacerations. So they had been stabbed and inside a burning down house. They were saved out of the house. Oh, what an absolute tragedy. Matthew Richards was arrested and taken into custody. Now I have on my screen here, multiple different reports of what has taken place here, trying to get to the bottom of why this happened. And that's the thing. That's the big question in this space, isn't it? Because, you know, he's, he's firstly a pastor, somebody mm-hmm. who actually, you know, is, is, um, in this space meant to love God and um, represent God in every way. And then, and then pour that love on other people. Yeah. But our, our families, and we speak of this so often of Faith FM, don't we? That, you know, especially as ministers, our first priority is God, but then, then our family. Yeah. Even before anything else. And so something here has happened, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, whether these, you know, he's had high stress level mental health issues, who knows? I, um, I who knows? Is, but is, let's unpack this. This is definitely some, again, we don't know. The there's court, no, the there's no statement that's no. come out as to why he has done this. Uh, but we can speculate a little bit here. Now, interestingly, again, this guy, Matthew Richards, was a pastor in, in his community, someone of fantastic reputation mm. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, you know, people thought very well of him. And again, what has taken place here is the attempted murder of his wife and children. You would think that there would be some steps before that of abuse or, or, or of divorce or something, but yeah. no information like that. Had- or of colleagues recognizing yeah, what's, that's what's right. possibly happening or that he's not coping. But I mean, surely this whole Christian community, his church community and the surrounding yeah. community is just in total shock. Absolutely. It's, sh- and they've released a, uh, a, a statement mm-hmm. and it's, you know, they're shocked and they're sickened. And, mm. you know, he hasn't denied this. Like it's, it, it, it's not some mistake. Like it's, it's really, you know, he's in jail right now with a, with a bond, I think of $5 million. Like this is, they, they know that it's him. This isn't a, this isn't someone else who did this. Like he was the one 
who who did this and 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 it's just perplexing you know if you go to his bio on his instagram he says a big kid who loves teaching little kids about jesus and has been married to his wife since 2003 uh you know his family has three rules one love god two love people and three love sports and his kids his children the old of of which is now he has five boys the oldest of which is 19 um they're all participating in the local sport like like from all accounts from the outside this just looks like a regular person mm. uh, a regular and, and in fact more than a regular person like a a well-meaning well-known good reputation pastor who is serving his community and all of a sudden this absolute tragedy takes place now and do we know anything what you know what what's happened now with with his wife and the children where they where they are where they're being kept who's caring for them so, do we know anything on that as well no one has died Praise the Which Lord. is just a miracle, uh, but but imagine the trauma they the, have been through yeah, is man. just like well beyond massive. Like. So they all went to hospital because, as you know, they were not only caught in a fire, which they were saved from, but they also like his wife was stabbed and and whatnot, just terribly you know disgusting situation. Uh, and so they were in hospital in intensive care, uh, which they are still in. You know. Getting re- receiving treatment yep. uh, over this, and again, okay. So I, I'm just speculating, thinking about cases in which this has happened before. For me, there's there's two there's two main main explanations that I mm-hmm. have. Uh, one of them is just a severe mental health crisis mm. uh, of proportions that, mm-hmm. like a snap that we can't, can't, can't even can't really even understand. Yeah. That this person, because again, the the details and the information might come out that this was just actually happening over time of abuse and whatnot, and then finally boiled over, and, and it was very well hidden. But according to his colleagues, like they had no idea, mm-hmm. like no no perception of this. So mm-hmm. it might have just been everything's all good, all good, all good, and then something snapped. S- something is snapped. And this has happened. The other one, which I also attribute to any explanation for this is attributed to poor mental health, like for someone to go and do this. Like I, it's, it's, there is no reason why a person could go and do this. The other one is a Chris Watts situation. Now, Chris Watts was a really famous case where this guy named Chris Watts murdered his two children and his wife. And the reason is because he had been in an online relationship with another person and just wanted to escape from their current life. And and again, Chris Watts was the kind of person, you know, from the outside, they were a nurse, Mm -hmm. they were like a well-meaning person of the community. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, I'm stuck in this rut of my children and my wife and I want to go Mm. do something else else exciting. And they took it to like crazy extreme measures. That could be another explanation. Mm. It could be the wife cheated, but I don't even want to accuse her of Mm. that because of everything she's going through right now. But it is just a case that the devil is at work. This world is full of sin. You look at a family, it's like, man, you know, they're doing, they're doing so well. It seems that, you know, they've overcome the, 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 the pitfalls that we find on this earth. You know, they're, they're a well-meaning family and then something just awful has happened like and this. We, and we spoke about it just last week too, didn't we? How the, uh, the whole great controversy theme. Remember mm-hmm. we unpacked Ephesians 6 and evil we said, and we said it evil is just, you know, just writhing that, you know, with Satan and his angels. But the key thing is that as pastors, we experience that to a greater degree as well and so who knows what that great controversy has been in this space within that home yeah and as the bible says in the book of hebrews you know submit to the devil 
Uh, sorry, submit to God and the devil will, will flee will from flee you. Flee from you. Don't submit yeah. to the devil. Well, it, that's obviously what's what's taking place here. Yeah. Is that this person, in in some kind of way, you know, has had this lapse of mental health. Has you know, it's it's very Judas esque. You know, mm. all of a sudden they they have this sin in their heart, and it's turned. In, we'll we'll see what details come out of this. Yes. We'll see what progresses from this and the reason why. But just absolute tragedy that reminds us: Hey, turn to God. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Lawson, it's come time for our next quiz question before we go into our interview, please. Yeah, here we go. Fill in the blanks. He, he that hath an blank, let him blank what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Again, he that hath an blank, let him blank what the Spirit saith unto the churches. If you know the answer to that one, if you know what those blanks are, then 0491-064-669. That is the number to text. And if you text us with the correct answer, you'll go into the draw to win the great prophetic books of Daniel and Revelation, the Bible study journal that is just fantastic, as well as a KJV Bible with Mark Finley study helps as well. We want to give these to you for free. Also, I want to remind you, if you want to play the quiz, but you don't want to win the prize, you can state it or star it. So That's you can it. send in a correct answer, but then put like a little asterisk or a star emoji, or just say, hey, I'm just playing for fun and we'll be able to know. But we would love you to pray to we'd love you to pray and would love <laughs> you right. love for you to play for the prize as well. So again, yeah. 0491-064-669. He that hath and blank, let him blank what the Spirit saith unto the church. And I don't know if you guys can tell in our voices, but we are smiling because Lawson is he was a bit of a tongue twister for you, hey, the, the real King James version oh, no, of the love He it. that hath I, and no, it's awesome. You, I know, but you know I'm about it. Just... I want to speak like that normally. I just I think we should just bring it back. Oh, well, it's really good language, but I I'm, I'm glad we have just slightly easier these days yeah, too. Yeah, that's right. Hey, Liv, we've got Brett Weir on the phone today for our interview. Hello, Brett. Are you there? I am. Pleasure to be on the program. Ah, oh, thanks. Yeah, great. Thanks for joining us, Brett. We're really excited that you can join us. And we know that you've got an incredible faith journey that, that uh, yeah, God has just taken you on this amazing journey of faith. And we're excited that you'll be able to share that with us today. So, But before we just launch into that, give us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing at the moment. Um, and, hey, you and I go to the same church. So, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, as uh, Pastor Danuna mentioned, she's actually one of my pastors at Hillview Church, which is pretty awesome. Um, and yeah, I'm also studying theology, so I'm also a colleague of Lawson's. So there you oh, go. <laughs> hey, Brett, how are you, man? Yeah, you kicking good. goals? You? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm winning yeah. this morning. I'm, I'm keen to get into class today, to be honest, after, after yeah. Faith FM. So yeah, see you there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that, that, that's really exciting, Brett. And what, what year are you in at the moment with your studies? I'm in my first year of the Master of Ministry. Oh, so fabulous. I, I'm, nearly, I'm nearly half a pastor. I'm getting there. Nearly half a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> well, you certainly do really well at, at church, you know, with your roles and doing a fabulous work, and God's really working in and through you in every way. And so, yeah, we're excited to have you at Hillview Church too, and we're excited to have you on the show today. So tell us a little bit about your journey of, you know, how, how, how you started and where, where God's taken you. Yeah, well, um, essentially, I, I wasn't raised Adventist or even Christian. I, w- I was raised in an agnostic context. 
um, I would say. Uh, my parents were um, good people, but they just weren't really interested in religion due to a few negative experiences and stuff. But, um, yeah, essentially all of that changed as a result of uh, my grandmother, uh, Nana. She was a very wow. – she had been a Catholic. She converted to the Uniting Church um, just before – uh, just after my mother was born, actually. But mm-hmm. she, um, yeah, she, she was the one religious person I knew. And, uh, essentially my life changed when, um, she passed away. That's where it really started. Right. Uh, so what was the turning point? I, I, uh, well, it was mainly that I knew she was religious. She talked to me about it. I had an academic interest in it. I was, I was like, oh, so that's what Christians believe. That's interesting. But I guess it wasn't personal. It was, um, it was just a thing that Nana did. But when she passed away, suddenly I, I really wanted – well, I guess the catalyst was um, I was asked to read the 23rd Psalm at her funeral. Wow. And, um, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, mm. I shall not want. Um, and uh, skip some bits like, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no e- evil, for you are with mm. me. Your rod and my staff, they comfort me. Um, and essentially it painted for me a picture of this God that was, you know, not only looking after Nana, but promised to look after us, you know, to lead us through the good times and the bad to a better place. And I guess I suddenly wanted to believe what Nana believed. I was like, well, I, I, I want to believe this, so I'm going to give it a go. And I, I started praying. I picked up the Bible that I found at Nana's house when we had to clean it out. And mm. um, it was an old KJV, which mm-hmm. for a 13-year-old kid was a bit of a challenge, but yeah. it was um, – <laughs> gave it a good go and um yeah that's more or less how the the faith journey started i um i pretty soon came to really god god answered the smallest prayers mm-hmm. uh things like winning in a computer game or <laughs> mm-hmm. uh you, you know little things um and yeah i just i came to believe in him and that's what started this whole journey that's so beautiful and really what we're hearing from you is that your nana modeled what it means to have a Christian life, what to live with, what it means mm. to live with Jesus and not just, um, and, and I guess also in her actions that she wasn't one of these that said one thing and did another, but lived the life of what mm. she was, um, reading from God's word and her convictions. Yeah. And I think, um, too, something important that I often say to people about it is that you might not see the results immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Nana desperately wanted me to find Christ, but she never saw that happen in her lifetime, to my mm-hmm. regret. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the things that she told me eventually clicked. And so it's a good, I think it's a lesson in not being discouraged. You know, if you're sharing the gospel with a young person or, or someone in your life who maybe isn't that receptive to it, you never know when it might actually click. So persevere. Absolutely. And sometimes it can take several, several years, like many, many years, 30, 40 years in some cases and even more. Um, but Mm. you know, so, so you were 13. So that happened at the Mm. funeral. What happened after you were 13? So where did that journey then take you from then on? Yeah. Well, because of my, um, my family context, I suppose, I'd been raised with a distrust of churches. So from the, from the early days of it, at least, I was thinking, I'm, I don't need a church. I'm not going to go to a church. I'm just going to study the Bible for myself. And um, I had no concept of denominations. I didn't even really know what that was. I, I just thought that there were different churches that were named different things. I, mm-hmm. I didn't even realize they had different beliefs. Um, but I just started reading the Bible and trying. Hello. Oh, 
We've just lost you for a moment there. We've just lost Brett. We're not sure why and what's happened. We're just going to get him back on the line. But a fascinating how he's sharing his journey so far of journey of faith. Of course, he was a 13-year-old. His grandma had had been had been going to the Uniting Church and also to the Catholic Church. Mm. And um, and the interesting thing is that at the funeral, he actually read uh, Psalm 23, the Lord's Prayer, and of mm. course, it, which says, "Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of the death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me." That 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 section is really powerful with the Lord's Prayer. But I think we've actually got um, Brett back on. Have we got him back on, Producer Shell, at the moment? Hello, are you there, Brett? Yep. I am. Apologies yeah. for that. I'm not sure what happened. Yeah, no, we're not sure either. That's great. But that, that's all right. You were telling us where, where things went to after you were 13 that you weren't sure about going to church and wanted so much but you know, didn't, and didn't know there were so many different denom- denominations. So, yeah, just yeah. Keep, keep letting us know your story. Yeah, well... Um I met an Anglican uh, minister who was the chaplain at the high school I went to, and um, she taught me a lot about the Bible, and that was really helpful. So I considered Anglicanism for a little while there. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm a very research-oriented person. I, I really like to investigate things. I, I don't. Um, I, I like to really do my reading before I commit to anything. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I looked into Anglicanism and I, what they had to say, but a lot of it just didn't make sense. And one of the big ones for me was um, hell. I didn't understand the traditional, I suppose, interpretation of hell. The mm-hmm. idea that like, it was tried to, uh, people tried to explain it to me as justice, right? That mm-hmm. um, God needs to, at some point, eradicate sin and hell is justice. But I was thinking, well, eternal torture is, I, I don't think anyone would say that's justice. That That's mm. that's a step too far. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was wrestling with some of these things and they were preventing me from fully committing and I think a major turning point in my journey was some um, one of my best mates in high school, a fellow by the name of Dean, um, was an Adventist, as it turned out. And uh, we'd connected over a mutual like uh, enjoyment of computer games and handball, mm-hmm. of all things. Um, but uh, we started talking a bit about faith, and um, he told me about the state of the dead, and I was just I was challenged by it because the whole catalyst of my coming to faith was in some sense hoping that my nana was all right in heaven in some in some way mm-hmm. but i was also really intrigued by it and mm-hmm. i came to believe that doctrine and that that set me on a course i think towards adventism mm-hmm. uh, this friend and i would um debate a lot we both liked uh, challenging each other's viewpoints and coming mm-hmm. to each other with various scriptures and yeah mm-hmm. we, we just enjoyed those discussions mm-hmm. and um yeah, basically, I started to gradually become more and more receptive to various Adventist doctrines, starting with the state of the dead, but eventually moving to things like the Sabbath, um, and on and on it goes. Mm, and of course, the state, the, the belief that we as Seventh Day Adventists have um, is uh, you know, the strong biblical belief that in so many places death is spoken of as a state of sleep. The story of Lazarus is mm. a really classic one where Jesus says to his disciples, um, "You know, go to wake, um, awaken um, Lazarus. You know, and he's asleep." And and the disciples says, "Well, we, you know, basically Jesus says to him, well, he's dead. You know, he's he he is dead.' And also in so many other places, it says that the dead know." nothing um and mm. you know what would be the purpose of jesus's second coming if everyone goes to heaven like you know yeah. <laughs> but so so that for you was eye-opening and it is for so many people and was that like mm. a more of a um, what i'm hearing from you is it was a more of a comforting thing going like this is the picture of a loving mm. god rather than the kind of god that that puts people into hell and things like that and that that's justice you know yeah <laughs> well essentially the the options are you know like eternal sleep so to speak or resurrection one day and it's even more merciful 
for the person who's who's passed away, so to speak, because mm-hmm. um, you know it's something that really one of the big reasons it clicked for me because I had that resistance to accepting it uh, because I wanted Nana to be in heaven, so to speak. Mm. Is would it be heaven for her to look down on this sin sick world and see all of her loved ones suffering? You yep. know, if, if the traditional interpretation is uh, correct, then that would actually not even heaven wouldn't be a heaven. So it was a, a two pronged attack, so to speak, sure. um, and. Yeah, it really convicted me, and that that's when I started moving towards the Adventist direction. Though I didn't actually start attending church for about another four years mm-hmm. after that. Yeah. So, so tell us how long have you now been uh, part of the Seventh Day Adventist Church? Because, of course, what we believe is that um, you know that that our teachings are all based on God's word. But the reason for church, of course, is that, and as we've been unpacking the Book of Ephesians, that we are to be part of the body of Christ, and that fellowship and praying together with like-minded mm. believers is so important to keep us, um, you know, focused on Jesus and and staying on track with having that that living relationship with Jesus, isn't it? Mm, absolutely. Yeah, and so so what are the, so um, you've been a Seventh Day Adventist now for quite some time, and what has led you yes. then to wanting to go into ministry? Because that's obviously part of that continued journey for you. Mm. Well, look, I think I've had the call for quite a long time. Like when I was considering Anglicanism, um, I remember when I was in grade ten, we had to, in Queensland, we had to consider our um, set plans. Uh, and look at where we might want to go with our careers. And one of the things I was seriously looking at was ministry within the Anglican context, um, because I just had this feeling when I when I came to faith that God wanted me to serve, and mm-hmm. I wanted to serve Him. Beautiful. Um, but I didn't end up going that direction, obviously, because I had my doubts about Anglicanism, and um, I, I hadn't been attending a church anyway. So I, I became a teacher, uh, and I was a history teacher for seven years, actually. So wow. Um, yeah, uh, that was that was awesome. But Absolutely. throughout that time, I felt this nagging feeling that um, I needed to go into ministry, and that was often affirmed and called out by um, different pastors I've had over the years. That uh, one of my pastors, in particular, Pastor Trevor Moore, he was um, really onto me about it even before I was really seeing it. You know, he's like, "You need to go into ministry, mate." Wow, and, um, isn't that powerful? That's so yeah. cool. Yeah, and. Um, so I, there was these people were calling it out, and I was having this feeling for a long time. And um, I, to be honest with you, I ran from it for a little while because I, I liked my little comfort zone, history teaching, my little local area. Yeah. But um, I gave into it. Uh, I gave into that call uh, in 2022. That's when I really committed and said, yep, I'm going to follow you, Lord. Um, and this year, uh, I moved down to Avondale. Oh, praise and, the um, Lord. Began study. Praise the Lord. Yeah, Avondale University. Yeah. And, mm. and and God uses people, doesn't he? Like, I just love what you're saying that, you know, it's pastors that actually recognize and you were saying, hey, you ought to go into pastoral ministry, uh, mm. you know, study ministry and theology. And, and you've responded to that call and God uses people in different ways and impresses on our hearts, doesn't he? To, to respond yeah. that to that call. And I love the fact that you've actually responded to that call. And, you know, through that, you're, you know, I mean, you've been reaching, God's been using you to reach many other people, but, you know, well, We'll use you now even a greater way too to reach others. Hey, we've only got a very short, like about 30 seconds or so left. Is there anything else that, that you want to just really say to our listeners today? Yeah, I guess in the spirit of that testimony, when you're sharing the gospel with people, especially if people don't seem receptive, as I said earlier, you know, just just keep trying. Um, keep just sharing them the truth, you know, not, not bashing them over the head. <laughs> yeah. But, you know... Keep trying, and you never know where God will lead. The seeds that we plant today, we might not be the ones to harvest, but 
God can still grow them into an awesome harvest that someone else will reap later on. So, yeah, Absolutely. that's probably the main thing. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Brett. We really appreciate and we're grateful for to hear your, your journey of faith and how God is working in and through you in every way. And all the best, hey, with your studies. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.